The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. They just keep on rolling, do those KC Royals. 7-4 to four as they complete the sweep over the Giants, winning their seventh game in a row. That's nine in the last ten. That's 15 of 18. The Royals now a game and a half up on that second wild card and either a game and a half behind or a half game behind Detroit if their game versus Toronto ever ends. Currently in the 15th inning as we record Davo's dish here on Clubhouse Conversation. Welcome in. And what an absolutely, no pun intended, giant series sweep for the Royals. We keep breaking it down, going back to a week and a half ago when the Royals kind of got off the you know 0-4 start of the second half when it first started. They started winning a series and then a second series, and we said, okay, from here on out, if they're going to compete, they've got to win every series but three. And when they lose those three series, they can't get swept. And they're going to need at least three sweeps, we said. Well, since then, they've had two sweeps. They swept the Diamondbacks. They swept the Giants. And you have to think with some of the soft areas on the schedule coming up, they've got maybe two to three more sweeps in them left the remainder of this season. And if the Royals can avoid any long stretches of losses, maybe nothing more than a three-game losing streak from here on out, and they can sweep a couple more series and take two out of three of the majority of other series, they're going to be in the playoffs. Because right now, the Royals control their own destiny as we sit here right now. A full game and a half up, obviously, on the second wild card. Either a game and a half or a half game behind Detroit, but they have six left against Detroit. So no matter how you look at it, the Royals really do control their own destiny. And once again, so do a couple other teams, such as the Yankees. And you can throw Toronto in that mix. You can throw Detroit in that mix. But the point is, the Royals have done all the difficult work of eliminating the hole, and they're right back in the thick of this. And just keep riding this streak out. The Royals use the long ball to their advantage in this series against the Giants, and really, obviously, overall during this hot stretch of baseball games, 15 of 18, as they've already guaranteed themselves another 15-5 and streak that Dayton Moore so famously talked about last year. Happened last year. It's happening again this year. I don't know what it is, if it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, if they've just convinced themselves they're a second-half team, but you know, there's skepticism everywhere from Royals fans, and it's well-earned skepticism, but the Royals have put the naysayers to sleep right now the ones who mock them for calling themselves a second-half team. And they have continued to win here. And the long ball and early long balls in this series were key. You go back to Friday night, setting the tone early, keeping the momentum going. Some people say there is no momentum in baseball. I disagree. A two-run home run on Friday night at the bat of Billy Butler. The fifth-inning home run from Alex Gordon yesterday. The first-inning home run from Alex Gordon today. You can keep going back, further and back. I mean, we had, what, in the second inning, two days in Arizona. The Royals hit two-run home runs twice in the second inning. Gordon had one. Moustakas had one. So they're hitting home runs early during this winning streak. And it's really making the difference because, A, the Royals are just scoring runs quickly. And if they score runs, they usually win. If they hit four, it's automatic. And B, it's just I really think it's the whole belief thing. You play loose, you get a lead, you got great starting pitching. You know deep down the seventh inning, if you have a lead, the game's pretty much over with Herrera, Davis, and Holland. So the long ball and extra base hits obviously can't be emphasized enough how big they are contributing. Now, besides the long ball today, Salvador Perez hit a home run as well, another key two-run shot, as it would turn out. Maybe it didn't feel that big at the time, but it ended up being big, especially at the end as the Royals struggled to close out the Giants, who – slowly began to wake up. The Royals got the Giants out of town literally just in time. I think the Giants will probably start winning some games as they've lost five of their last six, lost two out of three to Milwaukee before getting swept by KC. 
Giants look like they were starting to come alive there towards the end. So it's great to get them out of town, be done with them for the year. Seven stolen bases for the Royals today. That's tops in MLB this year, not surprisingly. Three for Nori and, and Dyson. One for Escobar. Four runs off ten lengths to come in the first inning. And in the second inning, they had second and third, of course, with nobody out and couldn't get the run in. I mean, that was disappointing. Omar Infante had a rough at bat there trying to drive in a run, swinging a ball four twice. So that was disappointing. But the Royals, I mean, they could have tagged Lincecum for much more, but, you know, did a damn good job against Tim Lincecum, knocking him out. And then, of course, the fourth inning that we talked about off J.C. Gutierrez, that home run from Salvador Perez. Some more extra base hits, Dyson and Butler for good measure. Three hits overall for Gerard Dyson, two for Gordon and Aoki. How about Nori Aoki in this series? Multi-hit games left and right, threw out two runners from the outfield on Friday night. Three stolen bases today. Noria Oki, better late than never. I don't know where this was the first four months because all of a sudden he looks like the player the Royals thought he would be. Now maybe, well not maybe, obviously obviously this is a streak right now. Obviously nobody can sustain what he's doing right now long term. But this is more of what the Royals thought they would see. You know, the extra base hits, you know, we saw a home run, some outfield assists, some stolen bases. This is the player we thought the Royals would have. He, ke- he keyed that first inning tonight with that little infield, neat little slap job to the left side that would make Ichiro Suzuki proud. So just a nice series for the Royals. That's seven games in a row where their offense has been good. I mean, you can go back and say one or two of them, they didn't score a lot of runs, but they've had nice at-bats. They had nice approaches, especially I'm still very, very, I don't want to say proud, but very impressed with the Royals on Friday night against Madison Bumgarner as they've made adjustments to strikeout pitchers. In the past, they go up there just hacking, trying not to strike out, rather than going up there and trying to have good at-bats. And I feel like they made a, a big step forward on Friday night against Bumgarner, who's a strikeout pitcher, and that's great to see. We'll see how they do against some of these complete horses the A's are throwing out the next four days. We'll preview that series coming up here in about five minutes here on Clubhouse Conversation. But let's wrap up today still on the Giants series. Danny Duffy was good today, better than his last couple of outings. Now, not earned run-wise, of course. As Duff allowed four, as Jason Frazier allowed his first inherited runner to score since coming over to the Royals. The first chink in the armor for Jason Frazier, who came in to bail out Danny Duffy, giving up two hits in his one-third of an inning before getting out of that jam in the seventh inning. It's first inherited runner. But Danny Duffy overall, yeah, even with that fourth run coming in, and in six and two-thirds, was good. Four runs, three hits, four Ks, three walks. Just ran out of gas there in that last inning. You know, Had you pulled him after six, his line would have been a lot better, but Duffy moves to 7-10 and with a 2-5-7. Just another nice game for Duffy. I thought he would step it up and go deeper into a game, keep his pitch count more manageable after a couple games where he didn't do that, and he did. So nice job by Danny Duffy today. Wade Davis lowers his ERA to 0.89, 1K and a hit in his scoreless inning. Greg Holland loads the bases before getting out of things in his ninth inning. Two hits and a walk, but did K2, throws a scoreless ninth, his 34th save. You just can't emphasize enough how big this Series 1 is for the Royals. It's just the swagger they have out now out there. And I'm, I'm one of those people that likes stats and breaks down the numbers and looks at the mean and looks at, you know, realizes certain things. But, I mean, I, there's stuff that numbers can't quantify. And right now the Royals have a swagger. The Royals believe they're going to win. The Royals are playing loose. The Royals are playing free. They're playing confident, and they're playing excited. They're like kids out there. I'm sure it's like when you're in Little League. Remember in Little League, that first game of the year? or Every time you went out there for a game, you were just so excited to be there, bouncing off the walls. That's how the Royals are right now. They're just winning baseball games left and right. It's fun. They're watching the scoreboard, and they're confident. And it's good they've extended the streak so long. I mean, 
I mean, guys, this is this is the kind of streak that can carry you into the playoffs if you just play 500 ball afterwards and before. I mean, think about it. If the Royals just played a straight 500 all year, they would have already been 12 games over 500 right now. 15 of 18. I mean, you play 500 ball and have one streak like this, you're most of the time going to the playoffs. The Royals, of course, had a 10-game winning streak earlier, so they've really had, I mean, this streak's more impressive than the first one, but they've really had two of these this year. So as long as you come out now, it's important. I mean, it's huge. The Royals have, have just, they keep racking up wins left and right. They're giving themselves more margin for error later because we keep saying they can only lose approximately, what, low 20s if they want to win the division from here on out. So, But the longer you wait, delay those losses and the longer you and you get through the tough part of your schedule in theory you get through those really tough games you get through them with wins and you still have all those losses to give later i mean that's you can't emphasize enough how big that is now there's one more giant series coming up here against oakland and god this is tough the royals don't hold a single pitching edge in any game in the oakland series monday through thursday let's go over this the A's come in with Sonny Gray. I'm sure he'll want blood after losing one to nothing to Jeremy Guthrie uh, the Friday night before this in oakland it's ventura and gray tomorrow Tough. Tuesday, John Lester and Jeremy Guthrie. Definite edge there for for uh, Oakland. They almost got him Boston with Lester. Casimir and Vargas on Wednesday. Slight edge again. Definite edge for Oakland, though. Samarja and Shields maybe is even, but yeah, it's bold. It's called even on Thursday. Samarja and Shields is even on Thursday. But you go through the series, Gray against Ventura. You got to give Gray the edge. Lester and Guthrie, Lester gets the edge. Casimir and Vargas, Casimir gets the edge. Samarja and Shields, close to a toss-up. Maybe the Royals have the edge in that one, the way Shields has been pitching lately. I mean, good grief. We weren't here with you last night in Clubhouse Conversation. I was able to catch about five innings of the game last night, but it was at other engagements last night, so I wasn't able to, to, to comment on the game since I didn't see it. But, man, the way Shields looked in the four or five innings I saw him last night, good grief. I mean, I, I guess you have to give the Royals an edge there on Thursday. But really, we, we said coming into this homestand, that three and four was acceptable and four and three was good. Well, the Royals already have three and four done. They just cannot afford to get swept in this series. If they can split two, if they can get two games of these four, if they get two of these four games, then I w- I'm going to really, really start believing the Royals are going to play in the playoffs. You've already taken two out of three against Oakland. They're not going to take you lightly. They're going to come in looking for some revenge. You're facing the best four Oakland has. Now, granted, let's give the Royals pitching some credit, too. It's not just Oakland who's throwing out great starters. The Royals are as well. When I say Oakland has the edge in at least three or four of these games, that's not saying that's, that's not a knock on the Royals pitching. The Royals pitching is damn good, but Oakland's got the best rotation in baseball. Well, oh, the Dodgers are up there, but yeah, I'd say Oakland probably does. Detroit, a big loss, losing Sanchez. Of course, they're up there as well. We're not here to talk about that. My point being... Oakland's got, if not the best rotation in baseball, top three. The Royals are probably top five, six, something in there. So the Royals have a damn good starting rotation as well. So it ain't going to be a cakewalk for Oakland. But if the Royals, after winning two out of three against Oakland, can come home and split this series, that to me says a lot. Because this is another playoff a playoff set. You know, this is the, If you face Oakland in the first round of the playoffs, these are the guys you're getting. And Oakland's good. They're struggling to score runs right now, which is a good thing. Although I guess I haven't followed them the last two days, but last I saw they were struggling to score runs. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Going to be a great series. The Royals get one of these four. It's a good homestand. If they get two of these four, that's just cloud nine great homestand. You go five and two against the Giants and A's when you faced, what, six top 50 pitchers, I believe, out of the top 50. 
depending on which website you look at. Some of them have seven of the top 50. I mean, you go through the lineup the Royals have of pitchers on this homestand. They've already won the first three. You go out there and, and beat five out of seven of them. God, do you split this series? You're still holding on to that wild card, most likely. The key is, even if you're a half game back of the wild card or a game and a half back head down the road, maybe you're a game and a half, two and a half games back in Detroit. Who cares? You you got through with your head above water. You gained a lot of ground, and then you can go to work again. So let's get a split in this series against Oakland. It's not mandatory. One out of four is okay. The Royals just cannot afford to get swept at this point because you don't want to lose the city. You don't want to lose the enthusiasm, and you don't want the team to lose. the. the I still call it Cousin Mo. Some people will say there's no momentum in baseball. I disagree. I think that makes no sense to tell me that some sports have momentum and some don't. I mean, it's give me a break. It's human nature. If you believe there's momentum in basketball or football, there's some in baseball as well. Because guess what? Human beings play each of those sports. Anyway, I'm just off on a tangent, so let's end this here before I keep yapping. Clubhouse conversation. Appreciate you listening here to Davo's Dish. What a series. Look forward to seeing what's happening against Oakland. We'll talk to you again tomorrow night right here.